Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. What up? What's up, man? I just uh, hit my too mic much. stand a little bit, and so maybe the listener at home heard a nice little ringing. But we're we not can only hope. Redo th- <laughs> we're, we're not going to redo the intro because of it, because I felt like that was a good one. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going one take. Yeah. Um, tonight. For those so, of you who didn't know, we actually do multiple takes uh, of everything we say. Oh, gosh. You know, uh, sometimes there's some nights where I'm editing the show and I think, you know, people might think we do uh, multiple takes of stuff because of how long, if I told them how long it takes me to edit. But no, we're, we're, uh, we're mostly a do-it-live show. Um, but, it's yeah. true. Um. So, Seth, I, we have a huge news week this week uh, yep. because it, uh, it has, uh, the, the titular it has become, has begun, uh, the E3, um, I don't even know what to call it. Just, uh, you know, E3. The, yeah, the usual E3 madness has, has pre begun. Three. It's pre three. Yeah, the pre three. That's what we usually call it. Yes, uh, I believe we even have uh, previous episodes titled the pre three. Um, but we we there's been a lot of stuff going on, and we are going to mostly skip talking about what we played. Uh, I did want to put out there uh, that I beat two games this past week. Mm. Uh, I. Um, and both of them, I have pretty positive feelings about. Uh, I played through all of Playdeads Inside. They are also known for the game Limbo, which I know you have played through. Um, we played through it together at William Dong's house together, actually. That was a fun day. Um, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago, but... Limbo has been, I've, I've since replayed Limbo, uh, by myself because on that one you were just playing and that was, I mean, it was a fun game. I really liked it. Inside is a, uh, it's very similar to Limbo and it's, it's kind of this neat, weird experience where you are playing as this person uh, less less childlike than the, the way you were playing in Limbo, and you're going through this these dilapidated areas like factories, stuff like that, and you're there's a lot of cool puzzle solving, uh, similar to Limbo, where it's more like pushing and pulling objects into the right spot, stuff like that. But in this one, Seth, you occasionally get this. Uh, you occasionally get this like mind control uh, helmet and you actually gain access to like you control a bunch of other people uh, around you and you move them left and right. And so you have to like really position them and also, you know, move one right enough while one's like, you know, against a wall so that they're in the right spot. Um, it's a, it's very neat, very neat game. And I actually, this piqued my interest. This game came out in 2017. 
and Play Dead hasn't made or teased another game yet. So maybe among all this pre-E3 madness slash E3 madness, we might hear about Play Dead's new game because they haven't shuttered. So they've mm. got to be working on something. Intriguing. Uh, it was a, yeah, it's, it's something I, <laughs> at the end of the game, I'm like, man, that was a great, it was a three hour experience, fantastic little game. And I was like, I wonder, wonder what they're working on next. And one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about it is that uh, I don't know what they're working on next. And it, it seems like it would be a good time for them to show it because it's like three years into whatever it is, you know. Uh, but that's Play Dead's Inside. I say that's Suplex Certified. Uh, the, there's a, I, I really don't want to spoil the ending of this game at all. But the, the ending to this game is so weird. Uh, and that's all I want to say, really. Um, but it's so weird. And it's such an experience. And I, I want you to experience that. But, uh, I mean, I, it's worth going through the two to three hours it takes to play it. But it, the ending is bizarre. It's great. Uh, people need to experience that game. Uh, the other game I beat, I won't go too long on, is uh, I played Onimusha Warlords, the HD remaster that recently came out. Uh, I also recently found out, and this is a dang shame, let me tell you what, uh, that this game underperformed so hard that they're not going to, at least for the time being, do any more Onimusha stuff. Uh, like things. Like, no one bought this remaster. Uh, I'm worried I might be the only person in the state of Florida because I know I bought it at least. Uh, and I've talked about it in the Discord. It seems like Forrest is going to buy it. Um, but it's, a, it's man, it's like if Resident Evil back in the day had swords and was a little faster, and it's just so much fun. Uh, you know, playing with the still the still image background and you are the 3d object moving around in it sort of thing. Um, I, I, everything about that game, it's just so it's a, it's a quick three to four hour game. If you have played it before five to six, if you haven't, cause you're figuring out some of the puzzles on your first time, but it was so amazing to, um, I don't usually replay video games. That's one thing that we should say real quick. Uh, it's actually been something that's been brought up in the Discord about a weird quirk of mine, apparently. Uh, I, I usually don't replay them unless it's something I super love. And so it was so hilarious and great that I'm replaying this game now in 2021. Uh, and I... I definitely played the heck out of this game. I played Onimusha 1, 2, and 3 a lot when I was younger on my PS2. And so I beat them a bunch of times when I was younger because I would just beat it, max everything out, and then when I would get bored one afternoon, I would sit and just max it out and play it again. Um, and so just playing this game and <laughs> inherently knowing all of the puzzles like it came back like muscle memory and it was so interesting because 
it was a part of my brain that while I'm playing the game, it makes sense that I remember it. But also if you had asked me to tell you how to do something like that, I would have not known until I was in the situation kind of going through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, It's like, it's like instinct, mm -hmm. but that you don't, you're not actually aware you have the knowledge of. Right. (laughs) And, and that's what this was sort of like. I'm going through these puzzles. I am getting to these, some of these enemies and I'm like, Ooh, they're about to attack. And then I'm like, geez, how, do I remember they're they're about to attack? Um, how do I remember where this sort of stuff is? Uh, it was it was really interesting. Uh, there there's a thing in the game called uh, I think it's a flint or something. Uh, you've got to collect twenty of those by the end of the game, and I actually ended up getting like seventeen on my playthrough, and I was like, ooh, that was close. Um, but they're like super hidden. Um, but it's it's such a good game. I really recommend anyone out there. Uh, the remaster was so lovingly done. And part of the reason that they aren't going to make any more, uh, from what I read online, is that Capcom actually put a non-insignificant amount of money towards this remaster. And you can really tell while you're playing it. The 3D models and everything are so smooth and well done. And granted, the the normal backgrounds, it's kind of hard to touch those up because they're literally, you know, you're playing in a 2D space. Uh, That's, it's the, you know, how you used to play Resident Evil. You would move and then the camera changes into a different 2D scene. Um, So that looks as best as it can. And it's a widescreen remake on a game that wasn't widescreen. You know, I played this on my CRT TV back in the day. But I would just recommend to go play this remaster because it is lovingly done and it's beautiful. Uh, and it, it definitely visually somewhat holds up to the standards of today. Um, at least for, you know, if you know what you're getting into, um, the facial expressions and stuff are hilariously animated, but, Please go play Onimusha. Not because I think it'll get any more made. I've gone, I've gotten past that dream, but um, you know, go learn about the the tale of Samenosuke Akechi and his battle against uh, Oda Nobunaga. That's great. Mm. Great game. There you go. All right, so Seth. You did not. You have not played anything new, which is completely understandable because uh, it's been chaos. It's been your birthday since the last time we talked. So happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. Um, We had a very video game less birthday for you this weekend, but it was very fun. It was uh, even without video games. So, um. Let's let's talk about news. There's a lot. <laughs> um, let's oh, yeah. let's first start off with the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary stream, which, uh, as I said last week on the show, could be happening right now. Turns out, like the moment we were done recording, and while I was editing, is when it started. <laughs> and so 
I basically just turned that on and was watching it while I was editing. And I won't pretend to know too much about what was... Okay, so they 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 started showing... I don't have a full rundown of what they showed. Yeah, but they we don't showed, need to like go through bit by right. bit what they showed. We can just like... There were a few notable highlights. Um, what, one of the notable highlights to me was this MMO that actually looked fun. And the fact that it's not a worldwide release that that MMO is only available in Japan. Yeah. It's dragon quest 10. It's actually, they pulled a final fantasy and made one of their, their numbered entries, uh, an MMO. Yeah. They, (coughs) excuse me. They, they announced something for it. Um, but also said that it was never getting localized Western to Western audiences. Uh, which is funny that they were simulcasting in English, and told people, you're never going to play this. It's such a bummer. It looks cool. It was, yeah, it was the latest expansion for it. Uh, I think it was like 6.0. But man, Dragon Quest X looks cool. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big MMO person, but it, it definitely looked like it had a cool vibe. Um, but the two things that was really exciting to me is the Dragon Quest Three remake, which is going oh, yeah. to be done in the... Uh, HD 2D engine, which if you don't know what that is off the top of your head, that is what Project Octo or Octopath Traveler was made with, and the latest and the for- demo, the forthcoming Triangle Strategy. Yes, the forthcoming yeah, Triangle this, Strategy. Yeah, it, it looks really good. Like um, they've really figured out a way to adapt the the look of Octopath Traveler and make it kind of fit within the world of Dragon Quest, uh, like with the, the bright colors and just the cartoony looking stuff. It looks really cool. Um, it, I really hope that they continue to do, like this would be a very cool way for them to revisit older games in their catalog. Like imagine getting a Chrono Trigger remake in this style. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Um, other... Other you, classic, you know, games. you know what I'm Bahamut ask Lagoon. For it to be. Uh, That'd be great. Just find a way what? to get Golden Sun in there. I mean, yeah, like legitimately, it looks like it. It has a very vi- visually similar style to Golden Sun. Yeah. Um. And you could, I mean, you could pop those sprites right in there, and and you and you'd be right at home. Of course, unfortunately, it's Square Enix and not Camelot. Right. Um. So we probably won't get that. But, but even, even that old is the Final dream. Fantasies. Redo old Final Fantasies in there. Chrono Trigger. A lot of good stuff that they could redo with this engine. For sure. Mario RPG. <laughs> oh, man, I need to play that. That uh, still it sits in my brain that I haven't played that yet. Put it on the Switch. Dang it. Maybe at E3. Um, and then the other thing that uh, was of note to me was the uh, big announcement of Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate. Yes, uh, uh, the new mainline game. Um, they didn't actually show anything from it, but they specifically said this is a Dragon Quest for adults. So we'll see how that plays out on the screen. 
Uh, it seems like it's possible they're taking after the recently announced Final Fantasy 16, which also kind of has a appears to have a darker, um, more not really grounded but gritty uh, style. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's you know all we got was this flaming logo uh, and the the tag, but it you know well it's interesting to see. Th- at least see what their idea of a Dragon Quest for adults is. Um, I mean, I guess Dragon Quest is inherently kiddish with the slimes and stuff, but, um, you know, who knows what they're going to look like in in this sort of game. Uh, Was there anything else in this that you saw, Seth, that piqued your interest? Um, Not really. I mean, there was, uh, like, this... I forget. It was like a treasure hunting game, but it starred two of the characters from Dragon Quest Eleven, which I thought was neat. Uh, but yes. as as children, but yeah, yeah. Um, those are those are definitely the two big ones, right? And I mean, it was a good little stream. They they didn't give us a date or anything on either of the two big games, but they did say they would be uh, dropped simultaneously worldwide, so we don't got to worry about localization or anything um so when when dragon quest 3 hd 2d or dragon quest 12 drops we'll get we'll get at the same time as everyone else so that's good um i imagine that's because dragon quest 11 killed it for them uh, a lot of people yeah for that. sure uh, then we also had the sonic central thing uh um which was a variety of announcements uh, between weird Sonic DLC of people in Sonic costumes playing Olympic games uh, and them just showing a logo for their the Sonic Prime show, acting like that was kind of a big deal. Uh, that, that was bizarre. I was like, maybe at least show a trailer, but like you're just showing a logo as a virtual backdrop, and he was acting excited about that. Um, but we did get the trailer for Sonic Colors Ultimate, uh, which is coming this year, I believe, if I remember uh, correctly. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think could it had wrong. a date, but I could, I completely forgot. I'm sorry, I did not note it down. Um, and we also got the trailer for Sonic Rangers, Sonic Zap. No one really a new knows Sonic. yet. Yeah, a new, a new Sonic. Sonic game. Uh, coming out next year. At the end of the trailer, Sonic appeared to spell something uh, like in his running path, but it doesn't actually look like words. <laughs> yeah. A and lot of also... people, me me included, at first thought it said Zap, but like looking back at the logo, it doesn't look like that at all, right. really. Um. Also, it appears he when he's running, he gets a little bit of a digital vibe to him. So he's maybe going into the Sonic Matrix, or you know, I don't know. It's a it looks cool. Um, it's gonna that's gonna be the next open world Sonic, or not open world, but three D Sonic. Um, and that's yep. coming next year. Um, what, what else from this? Did you, did you see anything else from this? I mean, besides no, 
the the necklace collab that they're doing. Yeah, that uh, that that ice. Uh, <laughs> give me one of those. Yeah, uh, Sonic Sonic bling. I saw a lot of good memes with uh, the oh God the Adam Sandler movie. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, um, his character from Uncut Gems. Yeah, Uncut Gems. Uh, man. That's it's so wild that that's one of the things they they showed off in a Sonic Central, uh, or like a you know. It, but there's a lot of announcements in here between the show and all that stuff. So, and they said there's going to be more coming up. So who knows what other Sonic stuff could be coming? Um, let's see. Dying Light Two Stay Human is coming December seventh. It had a stream. Also, but I did not watch it. I have to be honest. I don't know how much I care about Dying Light 2. I didn't play the first one. But for Dying Light fans, uh, you know, it's coming December 7th. So I know that game has been uh, sort of, you know, it's been bouncing around. And people have been wondering where it's at. So... Uh, they've been making Dying Light DLC seemingly forever. <laughs> so they've supported that game uh, to the point where I believe they just decide, let's just make a new one. Uh, but the big one to me was the Horizon Forbidden West state of play, which was really cool. Uh, I actually did not... I, w- I meant to find if anything of note was announced in that five-hour pre-show, and I did not find anything. So that must have been for nearly nothing. But there was 14 minutes of gameplay for Horizon Forbidden West, and I watched all of it, and it looks really good. Did you see any of this footage, Seth? I watched none of it, but the screenshots I saw looked good. <laughs> Uh, so they, they have this thing in there. Um, so they also announced that this game is coming to PS4. Um, so same with that's, that's another piece of news that came later. Um, so God of War two and Gran Turismo seven are both coming to PS4 also, uh, with horizon forbidden West. It was actually really cool. Um, there's this like really cool lighting that's on Aloy in a lot of the trailer. And it turns out they call that hero lighting. Uh, and in the, it will only be in the PS5 version of the game because it, it takes so much to do. And it will only be in the cutscenes of the PS4 version. Um, but that the lighting was really cool. Uh, but also this game <laughs> uh, just took all of the notes from Breath of the Wild, uh, which Horizon Zero Dawn came out around the same time of Breath of the Wild, the last game cycle. So here we are now, 2021. Aloy can swim. Aloy has a glider. (laughs) Aloy has a free climbing system now. Uh, You know, it took, took all of the right notes from... From Breath of the Wild, especially because I thought the climbing was one of the weakest parts of Horizon Zero Dawn. And now it looks kind of fun and interesting in a way that you can sneak up on the dinos or robots and 
get a get an advantage on them. Uh, but this game looks so good. Seth, I, I implore you, implore you, even if you don't watch uh, like all 14 minutes, because that is big to ask someone uh, <laughs> to watch a big, you know, showcase on a game that the, you know, they haven't played the first one on. But go and look at how beautiful this game is in motion, because uh, it's kind of unbelievable. They, uh, there's this one point where she's fighting a, uh, a elephant type deal with giant tusks and it's shooting lasers at her. And literally the lasers are aimed closer to the ground. So it carves a path through the beach sand that she's, and it just like blows the sand out of the way, which to you, which doesn't seem significant, but then it leaves I'm, that I'm actually I'm imagining it in my mind though like I can I can see how it would be impressive yeah and like to see the the carved path left in the sand and then yeah. Aloy's like stepping in it and you see the changes so everything is so math insanely impressive uh I I cannot believe what they're making over there um and with, at gorilla is it gorilla games that's yes. I believe so. Um it does make me sad still because I would love to see a kill zone made with this sort of beautiful fidelity and I I think they could do it but I know that this is kind of now their bread and butter. So you know, I'm very excited for this game. The one disappointing thing about this is we did not get a date and uh <laughs> I don't know why and it makes me really worried that it means it's not coming this year. Um, and then that leads my brain to also go into then, oh God, what does Sony have coming out this year? Uh, if, mm. if not Horizon Forbidden West. Now, granted, they still said this year, but, yeah, but they... Just a vague 2021. Right. Exactly. And God of War just got pushed to 2022, God of War 2. So, um, you know, what do they have in their back pocket if this doesn't work out? Because it's in the, they, they said during it in an interview today, uh, that it's in the final stages of development, the polish area. So what do they have (laughs) that, uh, could be coming out, um, but yeah, uh, it's it's very I'm good. Sure, we'll find out soon. Possibly. Um, so the the next stream, there, all of our news is streams because everyone's doing one right now. At some point in time, and we'll get into some of that here in a little bit. Um, but we got a Far Cry Six stream. Did you watch this one? No. No. Okay, so I watched this, and this game, Seth, is stupid beautiful. It's so pretty. I I kind of was blown away by it. Um, the lighting in the jungles and stuff. The So Far Cry 6 is set on this fictional island uh, of Yara, and it's... Um, you know, not a political game, which, which is the best 
you know, forever meme of an Ubisoft game that's out there. Um, but it is coming out on October 7th and it, it looks like a Far Cry game and it, it looks like it plays like a Far Cry game, but instead of, you know, just looking, okay, this one looks really, really, really pretty. Um, (laughs) I mean, five was a pretty game. Yeah, it was, but I like, so there's this one section where they go through a, this area of the jungle where there's a lot of shade. And so you can like really get the depth of the lighting stuff that's at play there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very impressive. Um, but it's yeah. It, I mean, look, we we know what the game is going to be, and right. there's definitely going to be a like there's a specific person who really enjoys games like this, and I mean, I sort of fit into that category, um, but it is it it does appear to be more of Far Cry. I mean, sure, there's a backpack that's a missile launcher. And there's the one gun Hold that on. shoots it's, out CDs that are playing the Macarena or whatever. It is, it is a jet, it is a backpack that is a missile launcher or a jetpack. Like it can okay. be multiple things. Well, okay, whatever. Very weird. <laughs> Call me when there's a wingsuit. So that was my biggest concern: is that this they did not talk about the multiplayer capabilities of this game. And as we all mm. know, the only way to play this is with a friend where your progress yes. doesn't count and you're just there for the ride. Right, right. Um, and We'll see. I can't... I mean, I don't remember the lead-up to Far Cry 5, so I don't know if that was a big talking point then, like at this point before Far Cry 5 came out. So maybe we'll hear about it some other time. Uh, who knows? Hopefully right. it's back in there, or else it'll be, it'll, it'll be a hard sell for me to get it. Um, so this one also uh, they have a small puppy that has a wheelchair. Did you see the pictures of this thing? No, I did not. The, so that's like a so in Far Cry Four you could have a pet, if or Far Cry Five you could have a pet if you weren't playing multiplayer. And that could be anything from like uh not yeah, a so pet. there were there were multiple companions yes. in Far Cry Five that you could like call to join you on stuff. Some of them there were a couple, one that, that was a dog, one that was a bear, and I think another one that was like uh a bobcat or something. Yeah. Or it could be people. Uh and this the uh the first one they showed off was a small puppy with a wheelchair um, on his back legs and he carries stuff like ammo and everything. Um, And it just leads me to be concerned for the small puppy in a firefight. I don't know. I don't know how much I like it. They were pretty much indestructible in the last game. Um, Right. So, and they were the, they're generally the most fun, uh, uh, companions to have, so I think they're definitely they definitely leaned into that and are like, hmm, how can we do more of that? Right, and and they, in a goofier way, or a more over the top way. Right. Um, and they they chose a puppy, so that was that was a choice. 
Um, let's let's talk about um, the non-permanence of digital games. And this is so I I have slowly switched to more of a digital person when it comes to buying video games for the most part. But this is a bit interesting and concerning. Um, so Need for Speed games are getting removed from digital storefronts on August 31st. Now, I, I, I need, to, need to preface that it is a limited amount of them, but it is six titles that, is getting, that are getting removed from digital storefronts. Um, let me let me get the exact list. But the the curious part about this is that the reasoning is that um, they need to focus on the future of Need for Speed, and I don't know mm. why they have to you delete gotta, old games from yeah. existence. Maybe whatever they're making is just so large that they need that extra hard drive space. <laughs> um, but let's see. Need for Speed Carbon, Shift, Shift 2, Undercover, and The Run are all going to be removed. Um, yeah, it's wild all five games are no longer available on ea origin and they have also been removed from steam uh they they left with this quote we hope you have gotten many victories satisfying drifts moments of friendly rivalry and hours of joy over the last few years out of these games and we hope you'll keep driving with us in one of our newer titles and well, they hey, also, at least they're saying that they're working on newer titles. Yeah. Decisions to retire games are never made easy. Why do you have to retire the game in the first place? It's just sitting there. It's just, I'm sure it's just passive revenue at this point. Uh, yeah, you know. it's weird. Um, I'm sure there was a decision-making process that went behind this but it is it it is kind of this weird thing of of in the digital age when there are games that only exist digitally like do not have actual physical copies of them and what happens to them when like uh, a storefront decides hey we're not gonna we're not gonna sell this anymore and the, I'm sure in the future it's a it's a question that we're gonna have to we're gonna be bumping up against more and more. Yeah, of course. It also makes me wonder if maybe they're working on a future need for speeds something like collection that combines a bunch of stuff, but I also don't think that um it's it's just weird. Now granted those also were not really a lot of the popular uh need for speeds there you know some of those other ones are getting left in there um like older ones but it's it's still odd focusing on the future of need for speed by getting rid of old games weird um let's see let's move on 
Battlefield 6 is getting revealed on June 9th. That which could means be fun. that Battlefield 6 has already been revealed. What? Uh, like you just said, Battlefield 6 is getting revealed. <laughs> oh the yeah. The mere fact that they announced <laughs> yes. the game reveal coming means that the game has already been revealed. Yeah, yeah. Um the the game itself will be shown on June 9th. Uh let's, you know, it might look good. We'll see. Uh I'm I have this weird relationship with Battlefield games where I get really interested by them and I I see them and I'm like, "Man, those that looks like it'd be really fun to play." And then I play I always play the beta, man. I always play the beta and I'm like, "Man, uh, okay, this isn't for me." I I I'm I like the idea. Like full on like 30 to 40 or 30 people battles, you know what I mean? 30v30. Yeah. Is cool, but it's also kind of insane. And I Yeah, and like so I'm not a, I'm not a big into any of the military shooters. Um but every time I've tried to play a battlefield, it's like the gameplay just it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. It just right. doesn't feel right. Yeah, there's something about it. Um but I'm sure there will be a beta for this and uh rest assured I will at least play it. <laughs> so you'll hear about it on the show. Um the the last one I played I think was Battlefield One and that one it's cause it had a train. That was fun. Had a train and an airplane in it, and it was good. That was a good little beta. Um, but I also played enough of that that I was like, "All right, I don't need to play any more of this game." Uh, Crisis Remastered trilogy was announced for fall of 2021. So Crisis Remastered itself must have done very well because they have now since announced the full trilogy is coming um, fall of 2021. So. Get get your crisis, baby. Crisis one, two, and three. Hey, uh, I am interested. I I remember the bits of Crisis two that I played that I liked, but then never finished. <laughs> uh, and was always interested in playing the other two. I remember I bought Crisis, and then my uh, computer couldn't run it. Mm. Um, I don't have any fun stories with uh, Crisis three, but I think I'll I'll probably uh, I might I might jump in and and give this a try yeah i mean it's you know it's those games i remember back in the day when i was at gamestop a lot of people loved crisis 2 and to some extent 3 um i mean crisis 2 was a lot of fun It, it took what i thought was the like the really fun um from the original far cry where you're just this one guy trying to basically sneak your way through this island mm-hmm. um and then it gave you a it's it's that but you have a super suit and <laughs> superpowers makes me think of the where's my super suit scene from incredibles yeah. um it, having a super suit would have made a lot of far cry 5 more palatable uh more so than a wingsuit but a wingsuit did help for sure 
Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher, and while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. But now we we get to talk about E3, Seth. We've well, got we this... Should... We should say about God of War is that it was a, like it being delayed to 2022 was originally just dropped in like a PlayStation blog. Right. Uh, before the developer actually came out and announced it, which was kind of funny. Yeah, and weird. Like it's, uh, and but it's also- it apparently internally been, had been, the decision had been made months ago. Right. Um, and apparently it is not called God of War Ragnarok, but I will believe it when I see it. <laughs> when that title yeah. gets officially announced. I'm pretty confident. I mean, come on. What else are they going to call it? I mean, it just makes sense. Just makes sense. I guess Ragnarok is the third one, so maybe it'll be God of War The Dark World. <laughs> Can't wait for God of War Love and Thunder. Uh <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd play that. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so it's it's just you know I it's also interesting that they 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 did so much with uh, they did a really long blog interview with one of the people from Horizon uh, Forbidden West. And they they did the one where they announced the God of War delay, and it's a it's increasingly looking like Sony is not going to have something for June or July for the an E three showcase. Uh, they showed a lot. They showed off like six or seven VR games in in an announcement today. Uh, I didn't look at it because I, you know, I don't have a PSVR. Um, and I, I honestly don't know anyone that does. So if you're out there, I'm sorry. I don't know what was announced today, but, uh, it's just looking like Sony's gonna kind of sit this one out. Um, and that's, it's honestly kind of okay with all of the stuff that's coming up. Um, the, the E3 announcement or the E3, uh, schedule kind of got dropped today. Very interestingly, uh, Seth, have you, have you, I, I put it in our notes. Uh, one of the weird things about this is that there is times for some of the stuff, but there's also some things announced for certain days without times at all. So it begs to be seen if these are like going to be sprinkled in throughout the day and Greggy is just going to talk about it. Yeah. Or it's, and I mean, I don't know. It, the, I saw something that from like E three E 3s Twitter saying that um, it was developers' prerogative to announce when their shows actually are. Gotcha. But at the same time, they're dropping what days they're on. So I don't know. Yeah. It just it seems like a strange omission for the handful of um developers that are listed 
So, so let's go through some of this fun deal. Um, next Thursday, uh, June 10th, will be the non-E3 event, but it'll be the Summer Games Fest event. And the big rumor out there now is that Jeff Cayley has some, uh, has some big stuff, possibly, that's going to be at this. Um, Jeff Grubb has said that Jeff Cayley has a trailer for Elden Ring. So let, we'll see. You know, his sources could always be wrong, but we might see this game finally. Dang it. Uh, I really want to see this game and what it is. Um, and so that's going to be, that's going to be must-see, the Summer Games Fest. And that's going to continue through the whole, for a while, the Summer Games Fest. So who knows when that's going to show. Um, but, you know, Jeff has said, Jeff Cayley has said there is stuff that's going to be new reveals um, at the Summer Games Fest event. So that's that's kind of like the, the real kickoff to E3. Um, Saturday, June 12th is when we get the real, uh, when the, when the press conferences sort of start, um, Guerrilla Collective, the Wholesome Direct, Ubisoft Forward, Gearbox, and Devolver Digital are all going to be on the 12th, which is a Saturday. Um, and I'm pretty excited. There's the Ubisoft Forward said that there's going to be Brand new games that we haven't seen. Um, they're going to talk about Riders Republic, which go for it. Uh, that game looked kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, the MMO action sports genre. I it's, it looks weird, but um, I I'm really excited for this Gearbox slash Two K type showcase that's happening on June 12th. Um, what about you, Seth? Um, am I excited for it? I suppose so. Uh, there was a, uh, I guess, a leak today that was verified as real, um, saying some of the stuff that it's looking like Gearbox is going to have, which includes um, a... Right, this was a, this was them, right? Uh, the two K rather, yeah, um, is going to have an XCOM style Avengers game, or at least they are working on it. It may or may not be in the in their presentation, and that there's going to be a Borderlands spinoff called Wonderlands, starring Tiny Tina. Oh, so, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> It's there. There's no telling, uh, but that's that's going to be interesting. And Devolver Digital is uh, always chaos. So uh, I still remember watching their first showcase with Seth and being uh, slack jawed for most of it <laughs> because it was so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but let's see the June thirteenth. 
is the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. So they're doing it together. Um, Square Enix. Makes sense. Yep. Square Enix at 315. At some point on the on Sunday, they're doing a PC gaming show and a future games show, which all of these games are future games, I imagine. Uh, I imagine there might be some games that come out then or come out on the day of, so there will be some I don't present. know. There could be some. You don't think there will be any games that come out in the past? <laughs> I would be very surprised. And also... The, they use that Tenet technology? Yeah. You're right. I I really shouldn't underestimate the Tenet technology. Um, and Warner Bros. Games is going to be there on Sunday. <laughs> At this point, who knows what is going on with Warner Bros. Games? Uh, there's Their company has been going through this big, crazy buyout lately. Um, and they're kind of in this weird flux state um is there going to be a new mortal Kombat? is there going to be any other big game announcements all of their games that we knew about are have gotten pushed to next year or further um so it'll be interesting to see what warner brothers has um uh and it's it's interesting. There's a lot of weird inside gaming news industry stuff with Warner Brothers games. I uh, could imagine it being not enough to actually warrant them having their own showcase, but them right. just doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of weird behind-the-scenes stuff. They, they are being courted by, um, you know, a couple big-time... Um, you know, everyone with money has thrown out to possibly buy... Warner Brothers games, but the problem is that the studios don't come with the licensing deals that they have. That's one of the big issues. Yeah. Uh, and so you can buy Rocksteady all you want, but then you have to pay for them to continue licensing, uh, you know, Suicide Squad, and that's not a cheap license. So it's a lot more than just buying the people making the game. So... It's it's interesting. We'll see what happens there. Um, but so that's Sunday. Then Monday is Take Two, Capcom, Freedom Games, Mythical Games, and Razor. Uh, so I'm imagining Razor will be showing off new <laughs> accessories in a showcase. Capcom uh, finally unearthing deep down. Uh, Capcom also finally showing us the Mega Man Battle Network collection. Give me that. Yeah, yeah, which was all but confirmed a while back by one of the developers. And he basically was like, I don't know if we talked about this on here, but he was like, said that they had, essentially that they had plans for something, but COVID kind of got it in the way. So. <laughs> you did not tell me this before, but now really? my, my blood pressure is up. I'm ready for I'm ready for this Capcom <laughs> showcase on Monday, June 14th. Uh injected into my veins. Uh no, I did not see that before, Seth. Um Well, there you go. Yeah. Breaking news to there you. you go. Gives me I I have hope, you know, um Monday, June 14th now has a little bit bit more of a bright spot since that's kind of a down day 
uh, with only Take Two and Capcom, uh, smaller studios, but or not they're not smaller studios, but you know they're not as big as say like Nintendo or, or Xbox. Um, so then you've got Tuesday. We're going to have the Nintendo Direct and slash Treehouse. So they are going to Nintendo have, on a Tuesday. Yeah, they're going to have a forty-minute presentation of as the so the wording of their announcement. They're going to have a forty-minute uh, showcase of software only and mostly first-party exclusives. Like it, the wording was very specific around that. Uh, almost too specific. It said, tune in for a Nintendo Direct with roughly 40 minutes of info focused exclusively on Nintendo Switch software, mostly releasing in 2021. Yes. Followed by okay. three around three hours of gameplay in the Treehouse Live. Yes. <laughs> so, um. those out here who have been speculating about the announcement of the Switch Pro. Um, I don't know. if they, they specifically said it is exclusively software, though they didn't specifically say exclusively which Switch model the software would be for. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, you know... We, we thought that we would have an announcement by now, and all of the people that have sources, uh, you know, have been, and they're all very reputable. So who knows? It's, it's, there's too much smoke for there not to be fire. But um, I mean, we know it's coming at some point. Right. Um, it was just the, the Bloomberg stuff was like, oh, this is happening right now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then it seemed like as some time passed, some other people were like, I had heard that it was coming out next year. Uh, so we'll see. We will see. The The way to kind of tell when it might be coming out is if Breath of the Wild 2 gets a release date um, next or on the on the 15th. Uh, and you can I almost think it would be. It would be strange for it to be coming out this year and them not reveal it prior to their showcase in a couple weeks. Yeah, I agree with you. They could still show it next week on the Summer Games Fest. Yeah, it's true. A lot of or, time between now and then or their own for them thing. to show something off. Um, also on that Tuesday is Bandai Namco GameSpot has a spot. And get this, Seth. I know that we always talk about the winner of E3, and not even we. We kind of make fun of that. Um, but there's always this big talk of the winner of E3. Um, but now E3 is getting its own awards show, which is exactly what it needed. So yep. <laughs> who knows what this award show will look like? Uh, E3 has said there's going to be announcements at the award show, not they, I, th I don't think they're expected to be like as big as at the, the game awards, but there are going to be even announcements at the award show. So now 
you know, we have an E3 awards. Yeah, it's just another thing to watch. And then by the end of it, have been like, man, why did we watch that? Yeah. I'm sure that's exactly how that will feel. I hope not, but it will. It'll be weird. Um, but yeah, that's E3. The, the, the schedule is out. I've, I've posted it in our Discord, and it is, you know, it's happening. It's soon. Um, it's exciting. Are you excited for E3, Sith? Uh, I suppose so. I mean, it's always fun to get news about new games that you're excited for. Uh, it is definitely weird with the all digital thing, and so we'll see how it works. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see that. It's going to be very difficult for me. Uh, um, I'm. <laughs> it's no secret that I don't think any of us are big fans of Greg Miller, and he's one of the hosts of E3, and so it seems like some of these announcements are going to be, um, you know, you have to watch the E3 presentation throughout the day to get some of these announcements, and he's just going to have to be a part of this, um, which kind of kills it a little bit for me. Um, but I might just tune in for the actual presentations instead of watching the middle stuff and just let some aggregator give me the news on that, to be honest. Um, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting to have a host and have a show built around it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Nintendo gives us. Um, I'm excited to see what Xbox has got. Uh, do you think we get a Halo release date at Xbox? Mm, I'm going to say no. Ooh. Are you still in the camp that's not actually going to come out this year? Yeah. I'm 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 there until until I actually see the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm nervous. Uh I'm I'm very interested to see uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk online about Starfield and whether or not it's going to come out this year. And a lot of people have been pointing to both. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we'll see what Starfield actually is at this Xbox presentation. Slash yeah, Bethesda sure. presentation. So that'll be interesting to see what that is. Um, and you know, who knows what else we'll get out of there. Um, we'll for sure see more of Psychonauts 2. Uh, the The word is that game is done, basically. It's just ready to be released. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm excited for a bunch of stuff, so it's going to be good. Just really want, I want that Elden Ring trailer. Give it to me. I've I almost started playing Bloodborne the other day because I wanted to to play something that was going to test me and make me mad. I know that you're about to say you should just play Neo then. <laughs> uh, the problem is I would have to buy Neo, and I just have Bloodborne installed on my PS4. Um, so the the was there any other news that you know about that maybe I don't 
Sith, like this. Well, that um, network thing. So I, this isn't really news, but I wanted to shout it out that I guess uh, game journos ha- recently got their hands on um, a preview of Neo: The World Ends with You and got to play through the first couple days in it and. Um, apparently the, even from the people who were skeptical have come away saying that it looks like they really have, like, the people who are making now really understand, like, what was good about the original game and have faithfully, uh, created a new version or a, a unique version of that on, uh, in Neo. So... So that was really good. I didn't actually like. I didn't get too deep into a lot of the previews because you know I kind of, I kind of want to experience it for myself. But that was uh, that was that was good to see. Yeah, uh, I I honestly got real excited. the The one weird thing I did notice was that like none of them super talked about how the combat worked. Uh, at least that I saw. Did you see yeah. anybody? Um, I mean, I, I like I didn't see anyone getting like too deep into it. But again, I didn't, I didn't like read a whole lot of them too deeply. Yeah, I kind of wanted a bit more of a read on how the combat worked. But everyone's excitement uh, made me someone who hasn't played the first one and is going to watch the anime so that I can just digest the story. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, turns out by the way, that, uh, we do know the studio behind, uh, uh, this needs to be said real quick too. the Square Enix showcase. Uh, it's the, uh, the Eidos Montreal studio that's working on guardians of the galaxy. Uh, okay. Uh, and that, that apparently, uh, so I didn't know this, and you may have forgotten. Jason Schreier reported on that back in like 2017 that they were working on a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember memory, that at all. I don't remember that either. We, <laughs> I have a feeling we may have talked about it on the show, but that's also three years ago, over three years ago. So who knows if that's true. Um, but... That's that is the studio working on the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and it's going to be you know the big, uh, the big thing on Square Enix's announcement about their showcase was the big new game from Eidos Montreal, and you know that maybe is coming this year if they've been working on it that long. Who knows what a Guardians of the Galaxy game will look like? Uh, hopefully, it's fun. Could be interesting. A lot of Marvel content coming in this E3. Um, that's yep. for sure. But, all right. Seth, do you have anything else besides your obligatory? Oh, we do have a Borderlands update. Oh, no. The movie. Not, it's not new casting, but it's they not. did release these character shots of them in the shadows of... Uh, it looks like yes. they are silhouettes tr- of their costumes. Yes. Uh, somehow they got Jack Black to fit into a box shape. Yeah. Very be, small one. Be, yeah. To be claptrap. Uh, very impressive. Um, 
but it looks like they are going to treat Lilith, uh, Tiny Tina, Roland, and uh, Krieg Rick. as the no, Krieg f- Krieg oh. as the four Vault Hunters. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then Tannis and then Claptrap were the six that were shown. Uh, you know, you can't take a lot from silhouettes because you can make silhouettes look good standing still, but in motion, who knows if it works. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, you know they looked, the silhouettes worked. So who knows? They. I just need to see actual stuff from that movie if to, to even yeah. believe it. Um, you know, I'm sure there's got to be onset photos eventually that come out. Uh, excited to see Jack Black crammed into a small R2-D2-esque robot. Uh, but with that, I, I think we're good. I think we covered all of the news. It was too big of a news week to miss a, an episode. Yep. And we we had to delay some things. And we are definitely going to be talking to you next week because it seems like uh if if there's not some sort of stream happening then some leak is happening about the stream and uh we definitely like to talk to you guys about that stuff um i'm going to insert a break somewhere in this show and you'll get to hear about our socials there and i'm excited to talk to you guys about video games and what we've played next week and we will talk that talk at you then bye bye see you